0: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Disney Park Princess
1: Podcast.
0: I am Sharla.
1: And I'm Heather. Hi everyone. Hi.
0: And Sarah is off this week. She is coming back from visiting her parents and um, she's on a plane right now as we're recording this so we will miss her but she will be back for next week's episode. So hey Heather, how's it going?
1: I am freezing cold it is cold here in california guys Can't handle <laughs> it how are you
0: <laughs> oh i'm also cold um but it's just miserable out it's cold and rainy it's not that cold for georgia but you know it's i don't know 50s so that's cold Ooh. yeah that's about
1: how it is here but it's actually <laughs> sunny today um it's been pouring rain for weeks, so I'm glad we have our sun back, but it is not warm. It, it It's very much winter here. So everybody who thinks the South and California get warm weather all the time, we do not. We're cold just like you guys.
0: And uh, this time next week, though, Sarah and I will be at Walt Disney World. So it'll be a little bit warm there. The forecast is like lower 80s, which is very pleasant. Oh, that's
1: nice. That's nice.
0: Um, as long as so, there's no
1: humidity then it's well, nice if there's humidity it's, then it's awful
0: it's florida there will be but, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so um everybody who's listening to this if you want to see anything in particular um or, you know if you wanted us to taste something in particular uh let us know um we can take we're there to take photos that's what that's what we're doing it's a one trip just Photo, photo, photo. So if you want to if you want to see anything in particular, let us know. Um, and we will try to, to make that happen. Um so let's get into it. We've got a little bit of news. Not much news came out this week. Uh the first <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm doing air quotes think. because I'm like, yeah. news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we really first- had to struggle with this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> first thing, not not too much parks news, but um the frozen two teaser trailer came out. So that was that was it. Heather, you have not seen
1: this yet. I have not seen it. I do love Frozen. I, I liked the original. Um, so, how does this look comparing to that? Um, it, you can't really tell too
0: much. So, um, I think maybe we will have to take a break between this and recording the Patreon extra for you to watch it.
1: <laughs> Are um, there Snogies in it?
0: No, no, not that I've seen. Oh. Um, I, you know what? I don't even. I didn't even see Olaf in the. Cheeser, I don't believe. <gasps> well, I know I'll... he's in the movie.
1: But he's definitely this... in the movie. You can't have he's... Frozen without Olaf Oh, I'm,
0: oh, I'm sure he is. Um, I, and he could have been in the trailer, but I was just busy watching. Um, it looked a lot like um, uh, Elsa was doing some really cool uh, Moana type tricks, but with ice. Like, you know, when Moana's going oh. over the reef, Elsa's yeah, yeah, yeah. that, but with ice. So it's, that's pretty cool. Um And then Anna at the very... Oh, I don't want to... Sp- sp- sorry, I'm going to spoil the trailer for anybody. No, I don't
1: have to watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the
0: very end, Anna just pulls out a sword and slashes like she's ready what? for attack. It, yeah, Shit. yeah. Whoa. It looks like they are ready to fight. So it it looks pretty cool. So um I think it's going to be a little bit... um more actiony than the first one was. So, um, yeah, you have to see it. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool.
1: Oh, I'm excited for it. It'll be good. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, let's talk about the new cups and bags. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: <laughs> Here's the big news guys. <laughs> <Not much>. Um, <laughs> this is, this is whole, be on the edge of your seats. Um, apparently Disney has switched is this all the parks or just Walt Disney World that I don't know but they've switched the um, the cups that they're using so now they instead of the normal paper slash plastic normal disposable cups they've switched to solo cups but not plastic solo cups but they're sturdier and taller and skinnier. So nobody knocks them over because don't forget they don't give you lids anymore. Right.
0: Um, The other ones were Dixie cups, Dixie brand. And these are solo. Uh So it's not like a typical frat party. It's just, (laughs) it's just that you told me,
1: I'm like, I'm sorry. What red solo cups? Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. (laughs) um, From
0: the photos, they look almost identical. Um, I guess I'll see more next week uh, when, when we go, but uh, f- um, just a little I bit. I pictures
1: and full reports of these cups because yeah. this is a game changer, Charla.
0: I'm going to see how how easily I can knock it over too.
1: <laughs> um, I don't even need to see. I'm just a klutz and I will spill them all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I heard somebody saying the other day that they they don't think that it's about the environment that Disney stopped doing lids. They just think that they're just trying to get you to buy more soda. And I was like, no, I don't think that's true because
1: we'll just replace w- it if you spill yeah, it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're gonna um, you're gonna run out, and you're when you run out, regardless of <laughs> a lid or not a lid. Uh, and you can still get a lid for for kids or for something like that. You can still get straws; they're just not the plastic ones. Um,
1: I, I was at Disneyland last week or two weeks ago now, and I got myself a cup of water, and they definitely gave me a lid, like no questions asked, just handed over the lid.
0: Huh. So uh. maybe
1: that's only a Florida thing
0: maybe so i i have a feeling that they're going to have to do something i mean if they want really want to do the waste free um stuff then then the, i like the idea of no lids but it's it's interesting they may I make everybody just, i want
1: to take my cup and walk around the park and i will slash my water all over the place if i don't have a lid
0: yeah and you know what they really should do is switch um from the re- refillable mugs that you can only use at the resorts they really should make it so that you could use those at the parks too if you want to
1: yes yeah. i like that pay a little bit higher price but then you can use it everywhere
0: yeah because that would cut down a lot of trash right there So no. that's my there you go disney there's my idea for the day
1: we want credit uh, though for it
0: yeah Yeah, right. Um (laughs) so
1: and then the last oh and then uh,
0: let's talk about the bags. They have the this came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh reusable shopping bags.
1: Yeah, so Disney and Disney World and Disneyland are both offering reusable shopping bags, and I believe they have a design for each park. So because Disney is very good at taking our money, you have to collect them all. I think that's cute. Uh So it is not replacing plastic bags, they still offer plastic bags but should you want the reusable bags and you want to help save the planet you have the option of buying the reusable ones and then you can carry them with you in your backpack and use it for each purchase Um, but i will say i know disney stores no longer offer plastic bags and they only have reusable bags so you either have to bring your own or purchase one there so i wonder if we're going to start heading the parks in that direction
0: Maybe so. It's like an Aldi situation where they charge you for their bags or you have to bring your own.
1: Yeah, well, we have that out here in L.A., L.A. County anyway. Um, No plastic bags anymore. Um, They only have paper bags, and even then you get charged 10 cents a bag if you don't bring your own.
0: All right. Well, I like the the Disney plastic bags because they're so big. I keep them in my laundry room, and I use it. I I have a hook on the wall, and I use it to empty my dryer lint. <laughs> into oh, those I like
1: that. <laughs> so,
0: it's, um, I know I'll have to switch to a smaller bag if Disney goes, uh, gets rid of them. How, so, um,
1: here's my question is how much dryer lint do you have and how long does it take you oh, they to last, fill up?
0: Oh, they last for months. It's, okay. All right. Then whatever. <laughs> um, all right. And then the last little bit of news we were talking about is holy cow at the crowds this weekend for president's day
1: there Uh, are no slow times at disney let's all say it again there are no slow times
0: the um so somebody posted that the wait time for flight of passage was 345 minutes i believe which is six hours which is longer than it was at christmas I um, remember a month or so ago, we reported that Christmas had um, a five-hour wait for Flight of Passage, and this weekend had a six-hour wait. So oh. I am hoping that that dies down quite a bit before my trip next week, um, but we'll see. So,
1: No, thank you. That's, <laughs> no, thank you. No. <laughs>
0: I, I know. I, I mean, the thing is that people are waiting for it. That's why the lines get that long is people will wait. And I'd rather spend my full day at Disney doing, I mean, you could do many parks in one day and many, many attractions in the time that it takes you to wait for six hours for Flight of Passage. But
1: I mean, you know. let's be clear. Flight of Passage is awesome. It is a fantastic ride. I just, I wouldn't wait for anything for six hours.
0: Mm mm. Me either.
1: Well, and and just so everybody knows, it's equally as crowded out here on the West Coast. I was at Disneyland about two weeks ago now on a random Thursday, no holiday weekend. It was just Thursday. All the kids are in school and there were two hour waits for Space Mountain and it's just, there's no slow times anymore. So just prepare for the crowds and you'll be fine.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, Yay. let's.
1: Yeah, let's talk about
0: our uh, main topic for today, which is going to be Disneyland. Uh, We're going to talk about the hotels at Disneyland versus the good neighbor hotels at Disneyland. So if you're familiar with Walt Disney World, you know that their good neighbor slash nearby resorts, there's a lot of them, but they don't have quite the same uh, feel or benefits or anything like that that the disney on property disney owned resorts to do now they're changing that a little bit and there's a little bit more of what uh what benefits they have but typically it's been you have to stay in a disney hotel and not in a good neighbor hotel but at disneyland it's a little bit different there are still some definite perks you get at the the three disneyland hotels but um they are very close to the park. Sometimes they're, the good neighbor hotels are closer than the three main hotels. So let's start with the Disneyland hotels. Heather, if you want to talk about the three Disneyland hotels. And there's three, not four. They scrapped that one. So let's talk about the three main ones.
1: So they, all three Disneyland resort hotels are considered deluxe hotels which means of course they're a little bit pricier i mean we're just we should just come out and say it. it's expensive to stay at a disneyland hotel it, it, it's just it's very expensive um, but you get a lot for what you're paying so the three hotels are paradise pier the disneyland hotel and the grand californian resort and spa which is the flagship resort um and Paradise Pier is considered the lowest end of the Disney Resorts. Disneyland Hotel is middle, and Grand Californian is the highest end. The Disneyland Hotel is also the original hotel of the Disneyland Resort, so um, there's a bit of a nostalgia factor there. Um, And like Sharla mentioned, they are all three within walking distance, to the, the theme parks, but there are a handful of good neighbor hotels that might be a little bit closer to the park. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, but I think what a lot of people underestimate that, you know, they say it's so expensive, we don't want to stay there, but you're staying in the magic. So there's Disney theming, there's characters that pop up everywhere. Um, and, you know, some people will think, oh, well, why do I want to spend all of that money? I'm never in the room. I personally don't subscribe to that I spend time in my room I spend time you know using the amenities at the hotels and with the Disney resorts you actually get amenities whereas the good neighbor hotels you do not come um, so yes you are gonna pay more but you get a lot more for it
0: yeah and um, the Disney uh, the Grand Californian Hotel actually opens up into the theme park uh, Disney California yeah. adventure you get your, your own private entrance which is huge um, private Especially to the-
1: for anybody who knows Disneyland, when you're waiting, you know, when it takes you two hours to get from the freeway to the parks, that's a mm-hmm. big deal. And I am not exaggerating because, again, when I was there two weeks ago, I had somebody tell me they actually left without even making it into the parking garage because it was an hour wait just to park their car. <laughs> then on top of that, you then have to take a tram to the park entrance and then wait in line for bag or you know first you have to after you park your car wait in line for security check to do your bag check and go through the metal detectors then you take a tram and then you have to wait in line to get into the park so it can feasibly on a busy day take you two hours so that entrance into the park it's private entrance only people staying at that hotel can use it that's a big deal yeah it's a really big deal
0: and i'll just mention that that private entrance there too it takes you um on the side over by Soren and the, um, what's it called? That fun little fort area that you get to climb up.
1: Oh, Red Red Creek Challenge yeah. Trail. Yeah, yeah,
0: takes you over the. It takes you in over there. But anybody can go out that exit. And if you wanted to go into the Grand Californian, like if you're going to Napa Rose, if you're going to Storyteller's Cafe, any of that stuff, you can um, take that take that exit, you just can't get back in <laughs> that way. You have to go around to the to the front. But the front of that, the, the entrance there takes you kind of in the middle of downtown Disney. It's a really great location to um, if you're gonna go into Disneyland from there. So, um, all right, my favorite of those hotels is the Disneyland Hotel because it was the original. It just has a, an amazing feel to it. I love the different buildings that it has. Of course, my favorite part is the headboards. Um, oh, we have, yes. They have a, a wooden headboard with, if you just look at it, it looks like it's um, carved Sleeping Beauty Castle with some fireworks. But there's a little light switch and it turns on and the fireworks go off. Um, and it plays um, a dream is, no, when you wish upon a star or a dream is a wish your heart makes. Dream the dream is
1: heart breaks.
0: um, and then and it pl- and it plays for a minute or so and then the lights will just stay on for as long as you want them to so that's my favorite it's and the pool there is
1: really fun yeah also the rooms at the disneyland hotel are the biggest rooms because the hotel is an older hotel it was built back in the 60s um hotel rooms were just bigger so you could Feasibly do like a cartwheel and some back handsprings through those rooms (laughs) in there which is really nice um because if you're a family of five which all of the rooms at the disney resorts sleep five um so it's nice with a little bit of extra space
0: and uh, you might be able to jump on the beds from one bed to the other pretty easily i'm wondering how
1: you might know that you know (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on the, um, but the, yeah, the rooms, there are huge. The rooms at the grand Californian are huge and the rooms at, um, paradise pier are not a bad size at all. They're, no, um, and especially
1: if you get the theme park view rooms at Paradise Pier, you are right on top of Pixar Pier, meaning you can look out your window and you will see World of Color and all the goings on in the park. Like you almost feel like you're in the theme park. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, and I, as much as I love the Grand Californian and those theme park view rooms, you're really gonna get a, the best theme park view from Pixar uh, from Paradise Pier. Um, of yeah. of the theme park yeah.
1: yeah, you feel like you're staying in the magic. Um, and speaking of that, I, more of the perks that you get with a Disney resort, all of our listeners who are familiar with the Florida parks are going to know about extra magic hours. but just in case that's where for resort guests, the parks are open one hour earlier than they are to the general public. Only guests staying at a Disney resort, are allowed in. And if you think they're beneficial in Florida, multiply that by about 15 for the California parks. Because like I mentioned, how busy the parks are out here, most of the guests are annual pass holders. So they're not staying at the resorts. They're coming in for the day, maybe around 9, 10, 11 a.m. So if you can get into the park at 7 or 8 a.m. and it's only the guests of those three hotels for that one park, you could get on almost all the rides with no weight. That's that's huge, and then yeah. you have time to slow down, look for the details, maybe go back to the hotel and go swimming. You know, it, it's it's a really huge benefit that I think a lot of people overlook because they're like, oh, well, it's so expensive. Well, yes, but think of how it's going to affect your vacation. You're going to have a much more relaxed vacation by staying at a resort where you can get in, get some things done, and then go and be able to relax as opposed to waiting for three hours for a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, exactly. And remember that the extra magic hours is different from the early morning magic. What do they call it for those tickets with magic mornings? So
1: um, (laughs) because Disney likes to confuse people, um, (laughs) anybody who buys a Magic Your Way ticket, for three days and up is entitled to one early morning magic. And what that means is the rides in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park are open one hour early on certain days, not every day. Um, So you can be staying at a good neighbor hotel and take advantage of that. The difference is extra magic hours are every day and they are for both parks, not just Disneyland. Early morning magic is only Disneyland and you only have one option to, or one time to use it, meaning you have one day and that's it. You can choose when you want to use it, but that's the only time. With extra magic hours, both parks every day. And so if you're wanting to ride the Incredicoaster and Guardians of the Galaxy, which are two of the most popular rides right now out here, you would need to be staying at a Disney resort hotel to get that extra magic hour.
0: Right. And I mean, well, that's, that's great that you can get that. Extra morning, um, especially in fantasy land, because um, since those don't have fast pass and all of that, but you really need that um, the time in both parks, I think, for for those big popular rides and getting a fast pass for guardians or. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers or um, in Coaster, that's huge so
1: and then you also have I mean this is not really a massive perk and it's certainly not going to sway anybody to stay at one property or another but you have the ability to send packages back to your hotel as opposed to carrying them with you all day um, so that's nice it's one thing less thing to worry about so it's just another nice little you know cherry on the Sunday, if you will, of staying at a Disney resort. But my favorite thing about staying at one of the Disney properties out here um, are the grounds. And now I know that sounds ridiculous, especially for people who go to Florida all the time. You know, we're used to these beautiful hotels with all the theming and all the different pools. But Here at Disneyland, when you're comparing a good neighbor hotel versus a Disney resort, the good neighbor hotels are essentially motels. They're just older style. You know, there's a parking lot. Um, They have a pool maybe in the middle of the parking lot and they have outdoor hallways. It's very much what we would think of as a classic motel. Uh, The Disney resorts are not like that. They are resorts. They have grounds. They have themed pools. They have places to wander, spaces for you to sit and enjoy being outside in the normally gorgeous Southern California weather. So, it's just a different type of vacation. There are places to relax, places to unwind, maybe get your coffee in the morning or sit out at night, at night and with a cocktail. It it really just changes the type of vacation you're having.
0: Right, and they, I mean, there, there are some nicer, good neighbor hotels. Um, however, the downside to those is they're, Quite a distance from the parks. Um, usually, the the value, the really good value ones, like the Best Western Plus or the Candy Cane Inn, um, those are really close and very walkable, like very close to the parks. Um, but the Anaheim Majestic or the the Garden Inn, Anaheim Garden Inn, and all of those, the um, the Hilton, those are like a mile away. So you have to think about that timing too, because you can you can take the um Anaheim resort transit but that's again going to take you some time it will cost a little bit of extra money so that's something to consider for sure
1: yeah and of course the benefits of staying near or at a disney resort or are, are walking to the parks so you know you don't really want to stay 2 miles away because then you have to pay for the anaheim resort transit it may take you 20 25 minutes to walk um Also something to think about for the good neighbor hotels that are not right across the street. When they say they're a half mile away, everybody says, oh, I can walk that, no problem. Well, sure, you can walk that. Do you really want to walk that, though, at the end of a day in the parks when you have been there for 10 hours and have walked, you know, eight, nine Mm -hmm. miles? It's just, it's a very different way of thinking about your trip. Because when you're planning your trip and you're sitting at home and you haven't really been out all day walking around, it sounds like it's a fine idea, but I can promise you at the end of a day at Disneyland, you don't want to work, walk more than one step than you have to. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, And one other thing that I really like about staying at a Disneyland hotel is that at the end of the day, yeah, you're tired and you do have to get back to your resort. So whether it's not walking half a mile, like it would be to those other resorts in the area, but you get to walk through downtown Disney, or you get to walk through the grounds of you know the Grand Californian, and that's just a lovely walk rather than walking the streets of Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really nice, and you can and you can break it up. You know, yeah, you're tired, but maybe you want to go in World of Disney, or maybe you promised your kids some Lego set that you didn't want to carry around all day. So that's a that's a really nice nice perk too.
1: But let on the flip side, let's talk about those good neighbor hotels because this is something that people from that maybe only go to Walt Disney World don't aren't used to. At Disney World, there's so much space that if you're staying in a good neighbor hotel, you are so far off property that it is not worth it to even consider a good neighbor hotel. But at Disneyland, some of the good neighbor hotels are literally right across the street. Maybe. Right. Maybe an eight minute walk, you know, from your hotel room to the front gates of the parks. So there is a reason to consider staying at some of them. Maybe your budget is lower. Maybe you're just coming in for a quick trip. Maybe the Disney hotels are sold out because you you waited until the last minute to plan. Um, Because again, Disney only has three hotels, so if it's a busy weekend, um, especially in the, the fall when they have their Halloween celebrations, you can guarantee almost every weekend all of the Disney resorts are sold out. So you might have to consider staying at a good neighbor hotel, and there are some really good options. And... Like I said, being right across the street is huge. That's fantastic. And so if you can get into one of those, it's definitely something to consider. You're not going to get all of the perks or the ambiance that you would at a Disney resort, but you're still going to have the proximity, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, and there are some that are really, really close by um candy cane in most of the best western plus there's like three or four of the best western plus that they're, they're there um there's a couple that are further away but are bigger like uh there's some embassy suites and some uh stay suites so you know you just have to figure out what's um what's going to work for you and your family but uh, to me i you know i like to stay at um I can stay at a Best Western anywhere. <laughs> it's a, it, There's nothing wrong with it. It's a fine place, but I like to feel that Disney magic. Um, Me too.
1: Like if I'm going to Disney, I want to feel like I am at Disney. Um, yeah. So I'm always going to stay at a Disney resort. But, you know, for some people, they, they may not want to spend the money because they really aren't ever in the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, to those people, I encourage you to slow down. And actually take some time to enjoy the resort. Because you will appreciate staying in a Disney resort then. But you know. And then also some of the good neighbor hotels. Not all of them. But a handful do offer a daily continental breakfast. Which is nice. Because the Disney resorts do not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. If you're getting staying right across the street and you're getting a little breakfast included that might be nice for you as well i mean i'm going to go to the jolly holiday and eat all of the really bad for you food but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) the
0: um that's another thing speaking of breakfast um if you stay in a disney resort you get extra time to make dining reservations um 60 days instead of 30 days Mm -hmm. now at disneyland it is not imperative such as at walt disney world that you are up at the crack of dawn at uh, you know when your dining window opens because for the most part you're going to be able to get what you want most of the time but um it's it's still an extra perk if you wanted a tour also you get that extra the extra time um is that all we wanted to say about that
1: um well there's probably so many more things but here's what just popped into my head again i know we keep saying this galaxy's edge is opening at disneyland this summer you want those extra magic hours Mm -hmm. you want them don't i wouldn't even consider going this summer to disneyland without staying at a disney resort and using those extra magic hours because once that opens forget it it's going to be insane like i probably will not go to the parks for a good six months after that opens because it's going to be crazy so just things to think about um and it's just really the mindset of your vacation are you going to relax and unwind and kind of just be immersed in the theming and the magic or are you just looking for a place to rest your head and that's you know how you have to come at it deciding where to stay on your trip
0: yeah and um I would I would also like to say that if you're really gonna do it, go this summer to Galaxy's Edge, I would get a VIP tour.
1: So that's you know, Oh my gosh, me too. Can we I think (laughs) think we should all do that. Oh yeah. Let's Um, do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, that's another thing. It's gonna cost you money, but again, it's your vacation. And how miserable are you gonna be waiting in line for eight hours for one ride at Galaxy's Edge versus getting the VIP tour and getting all of that access. Um, VIP tour is a little bit different at Disneyland than at Disney World um, because at Disney World basically they have the unlimited fast pass options but at Disneyland a lot of rides don't have the fast pass like in Fantasyland and stuff like that so they kind of take you in through the exit so it works a little bit differently but just as it works just as well sometimes better
1: yeah i love a vip guide at disneyland um only because at least at florida there's a way to really kind of minimize your weights sometimes with the you know how many fast passes you get it can get and all of this out here it's, it's hard there's always a weight no matter what you do so if you can afford to get yourself a vip guide oh gosh i, I can't recommend anything more I mean, it's pricey, but honestly worth every penny, every penny, because I definitely went to Disneyland on Christmas Day one year, a few years back, and we had a VIP guide, and I think we went on literally everything. I mean, everything in the park. You even
0: even went on Tower of Terror, which you hate.
1: Somebody gave me two shots of tequila, and that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, terrifying, and I still have the picture. I should find it and post it, because I just look i'm terrified on it it's awful it's fantastic but i had to because it was right before they closed it and turned it into guardians and so i had to ride it one last time yeah
0: so i think that uh, i think the vip tour guide at disneyland is going to be our little bit of luxury this week we've been trying to do a little bit of luxury yes. segment every week and that's i mean that's huge and VIP it's
1: guide that's yeah. my luxury that's where okay. we need to be in life
0: yeah, and I know gosh, I know it's expensive, but if you, you know, think about it, if you have 8 people, 10 people, it's not that much per person. If you, you know, if you look at it that way and sure, yeah, if you're one family paying for it, then it's going to cost, but you know, think about if you're going with some friends or you're going with another family, just think about it for a day or two and break that cost up. It's going to really help especially when Galaxy's edge comes up.
1: And then beyond you know, getting basically unlimited access to all of the rides with almost no wait. On top of that, you're getting a guide who basically knows everything about Disney. There's fun little anecdotes, history that they're pointing out, details you may have missed, but they can also arrange special special magic for you to happen so for example if you tell them ahead of time who your favorite character is they're going to arrange a private meet and greet with Minnie Mouse for you in the back Mm -hmm. Um, I was on a VIP tour one time where we went to see Turtle Talk with Crush and our VIP guide said just sit and wait until after the show and the entire uh, theater cleared out and it was me and my party with a, you know, 10 minute private audience with Crush where he posed for pictures, he answered our questions. And I mean, you, you don't get that in that big show, especially if you have little ones. Oh my goodness, where they can sit and talk to Crush and have all of their questions answered and they don't have to share with the 90 other kids around them. It's things like that, that you can't do on your own that a VIP tour guide is going to arrange for you. So yes, the the unlimited access to the rides is fantastic but you get other things on top of that as well
0: yeah we had somebody uh one time at walt disney world and we were not on a vip tour but um we just happened to be in the right place at the right time and knew somebody and he arranged it for us um and i had posted this a couple of weeks ago the photo after the frozen ever after show um or the um frozen sing-along at disney's hollywood studios we got a meet and greet with the with the cast which you don't you can't get, you know, you can't meet Kristoff anywhere. Um, and at the time you really had a hard time meeting on an Elsa and then we got to meet the historians. So there's a lot of things that the VIP tour guides can do for you. And there's, you know, there's no guarantee that they will do be able to do that because a lot is going to depend on what's going on that day, but they are going to make any magic happen that they can.
1: Yeah, they're wonderful. And I still love my guy. Like if I see them at the park, I wave hello and they remember who who you are. It's, mm-hmm. They're sweet. They're wonderful.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, thank you to everyone for listening and especially to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we're going to record the Patreon extra for this week. And we're going to talk about our favorite spots to get away at the um, Disneyland, the three Disneyland hotels. And so if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, um, any of those. Um, you, can, you can easily find us. And if you want to email us, you can email info at Or if you want to reach any one of us individually, you can email us by our names at DisneyParkPrincess.com. So thanks so much. Again, we'd love to hear from you if you want to see any particular photos or really if you really want us to taste something while we're I have a list I
1: have a list all (laughs) right all right
0: so uh we will we will be happy to do that um I will be there very briefly for the very last day of the festival of the arts um so I won't take a whole bunch of time on that just for photos since it's the last day but um i'm gonna do a whirlwind tour of that and then we're gonna sarah and i have a good plan to kind of break it up and go off into the different different parks and maybe we'll actually get to ride something well who knows (laughs) so (laughs) you get um, one ride that's it yeah
1: make a
0: good one yeah all right well um and next week sarah will be back so um thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you later